it's never being too good to hustle. Some days you got to hustle. And yeah, I have a Cosmo magazine right over there with my name in it. Guess what? I have 15 bucks in my bank account. Like I need to hustle today. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends, before we get to our awesome guest, Paulette Perhatch, known for what she calls in our family friendly universe, the Faux Fund. It'll make sense, trust me. I just want to welcome all of our new listeners to the podcast and also welcome back our regular listeners. We keep your episodes short to fit your schedule, but also to be flexible so you can binge and hear a few great stories when you have a little more time in your day. If you are enjoying the show, please take a moment, tell a friend about it, share on social media. We want to get your help growing the community and we really appreciate it, by the way. Now, to our guest, Paulette. As you will hear, I joke with Paulette Perhatch that she's not quite a financial grown-up, but really, are we ever? It's a process. And for Paulette, the process has been painful at times. She has received a ton of acclaim for her writing and even has been able to raise her rates a bit, but collecting the cash, hmm, that has kept her on the financial edge and forced her to get creative. You're going to like this one. Here is Paulette Perhatch. Hey, Paulette Perhatch, you're a financial grown-up, or at least getting there. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bobby. (laughs) And we're getting a little bit giggly, which will make a lot of sense in just a minute when Paulette tells her story. But you are an emerging major writer. You've had pieces all over the place, including the piece that got you really famous called the F-Off fund. And we're going to keep it clean here. So no worry if you are in the car listening with your kids. But Paulette, before we get to your money story, tell us a little bit about this article that sort of blasted you into the universe. So we call it in my family around my nephew, the faux fund. So we can just call it that. I like like that, the the faux fund. fund. As I was coming into my 30s and got a great job at a tech company and had for the first time, a few thousand in the bank uh, that didn't have a name on it. I was thinking back to some memories that I had of times that I was desperate for a job or couldn't move out because I just couldn't afford to. I realized, oh, it would have been so nice if I'd had this money in that bank account. And you don't really think about because humans have this optimism bias. You don't think about bad situations you're going to get in. So I really described a situation in which you do the normal thing where you're living paycheck to paycheck and then get in bad situations. Or if you decide to be someone who can have a faux fund in case you need it and what that would look like. So I described those two scenarios in the faux fund article. I thought it was just another essay and then it blew up and it was it went all around the world. And just this month, both Cosmo and Glamour mentioned it two years later, which is crazy. Right. And now that's becoming a whole business, which we're going to circle back to. But I want to hear the money story that you're ready to share with us. And it's so apropos because just moments ago, what crosses on my Instagram, but a snapshot of your bank account, which despite all of the success with your faux fund writing and the business that is emerging from that article, which is 
unbelievable that this is all happening to you. Sometimes massive career success and prominence does not always connect to money. So you found yourself one day with how much money in your bank account, would you say? So I had about $900 and my rent on my tiny place in Seattle was about to come through at seven ninety five. dollars And by the way, because we were just joking about this, your apartment is how big? It's 150 square feet. Okay. Just saying, not like you're living so large. Not living so large. So I was like, what do I do? And I had just been feeling like I'm living large because you and I were in the Catskills in New York. (laughs) I'm going to these parties with like Aaron Lowry and meeting with my editor at the New York Times and having breakfast with another reporter at the New York Times. Just like big media people. Big stuff is happening. Yeah. Big stuff is happening. Having meetings with people who are on the Forbes top 100 most powerful women list. Awesome, right? And we're in talks about future projects, et cetera. So it's like everything's coming together. Then I land at home and I'm like, I have $100. I don't have any work lined up. I just posted yesterday on Instagram a timeline of something I'm about to get paid for. I pitched that story on February 12th. So that shows you how long it get, it takes to get from pitch to payment. Right. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. What am I going to do? You need cash so the, immediately. I need cash. Yeah. So the panic starts to rise up, right? And I've really realized this year that the panic is not helping you. And so you just have to calm down whenever you feel those feelings. I'm like, what will help you feel more powerful? I'm like, you need like an adult lemonade stand. And I just decided a lemonade stand. And by stand lemonade is, stand, what do you mean? I mean like a personal mini business from which you feel fairly confident you could make some money in the next 24 hours. And that's marketing, execution, and billing. So I took the last of my business cards and I printed up a label for the back. Mother's Day was that Sunday. So I'm like, Mother's Day, I'm hustling. So I printed up labels that said Mother's Day photos, like quick and easy or quick and fun Mother's Day photos, 15 minutes, 20 bucks. And I took my camera. I looked at like, what are my assets, right? I have a car. I could drive around. I can't do Uber. It's from 1996. (laughs) So I could deliver Uber has standards. Uber has standards. I do not. (laughs) Um, A to B. That's my standard. So I looked at my other asset, which is this really nice camera that I bought as an investment in my writing and travel writing business. So I just went around and like hustled all day Mother's Day. I think I walked six miles. I ran out of business cards by noon. What was your pitch? So my tell us your pitch. My pitch, I started by being like, hi, I'm a local writer and uh, photographer. And people were just like, ugh. So I realized I'm talking about myself. Nope. So it evolved over the day to focus on the customer. And I just said, hi, happy Mother's Day. Because no one's like, go away if you say happy Mother's Day. (laughs) I said, happy Mother's Day. If you guys want a nice photo, I'm doing $20 portraits today. So it was a really fun day overall. I felt empowered. I felt like I was taking control. And then I got some follow-up clients, actually. I'm rewriting one of the groups of women. One of them was from San Francisco. She's a realtor from San Francisco. We got to talking. They were great. I gave them a little bit of extra time just because it was fun. And she is hiring me to rewrite her bio for 300 bucks. That's so (laughs) So. awesome. That's so awesome. Wait, so how much did you make that day and how much did you make from that day going forward? So my supplies were 12 and then I had to get more cards printed, which was like 33. So I was like, oh my gosh. So after taking those out, I only made $85 that day, which is not a ton. It's not nothing. What I realized was that I now have given my card out to a bunch of people who know I'm a photographer. Right. One woman was pregnant. She asked me if I could do maternity photos. Ooh. And then next time what I'll do is just have an A-frame sign and stay in one place. Because I think that that 
will be more successful, less hustling work for me. Like not, I laid down at the end of that day in the park after giving out all my cards and I was just pooped. I yes. felt really good. I felt like the best kind of but exhausted. But you did like, something. After a day of hustling. Yeah, you I did, did something. something. Like you had a problem and you did something proactive to solve it instead of just kind of living in your panic about money. Yeah. And I think self-pity is really dangerous, especially if you work in the arts, because you have to remember, like, I chose this life. What am I going to do about it? Sitting there and just being like, wah, I don't get paid on time. Wah, it's hard to be a writer. Not saying I never sit there, but when I'm in that space, I realize that it's dangerous. Talk about the lessons that you would share with our, our listeners. What's the takeaway here? So I think the takeaway is knowing that you don't owe a whole lot. So for me, low overhead is really important. You know, it's just nice to know that my rent, including utilities, is $7.95. I almost never feel like, oh, I can't pay that. I also have a book coming out in August, so that's been a lot of unpaid marketing work for the book. So I think having that plan, like knowing, like, what would I do today if I needed money and just knowing. So like, for example, I'm going to go to a music festival over Memorial Day and I'm going to do it again, taking music festival portraits there. I'm really excited about that. And I think it's going to get better and better. And I'm going to make more and more every time I need to do that. And I think eventually I won't need to do it anymore. But it's just, it's never being too good to hustle too. Some days you got to hustle. And yeah, I have a Cosmo magazine right over there with my name in it. Guess what? I have 15 bucks in my bank account. Like I need to hustle today. So Paulette, tell us about your money tip. So my favorite secret money tip is to join a buy nothing group, which are these groups that are popping up that kind of celebrate trading and giving and just offering if you have anything. And so I just got a Le Creuset casserole dish on it yesterday. I got a vacuum last week. And then when I moved into my tiny place and I had a ton of stuff to give away, I gave away a bunch of stuff. I just got a haircut this morning on the Buy Nothing group at a place that usually probably costs 100 bucks for a haircut. Wait, and how do they make sure that people don't come on and just take, take, take? You could just take, take, take. I haven't seen that problem yet. You know, I think people are willing to give. It's things that they would be giving away anyway. Mm -hmm. But I have found that the more that I get from it, the more I want to give. And people have offered financial advice. People have offered instruments. And it's just kind of this nice community. And it, especially if you live in a big city, it's a very small area. So now I kind of know my neighbors more. So how do you find these groups? So I would Google buy nothing. Mine is a Facebook group. Is there a criteria to get in or they just let anyone in? How is it? It sounds too good to be true. I know, right? Well, I think the thing is I've been in both situations where the things that people have given me have helped me so much to get new furniture or whatever. And so then once I got from the group giving was a pleasure. You're also so much part of the writer's community. You spend so much of your time and energy giving back to other writers and supporting writers. Tell us about your book that's coming out soon. It's happening. So on August 15th, my book, Welcome to the Writer's Life is coming out, which is everything I've learned about the writing business, the writing craft, and the writing life from being in a writing community. So it's a very crowdsourced book and very much wanting to give back what I've gained from living in a creative community. And it's like freshman orientation for new writers. And a lot of people have benefited from it, even if they do business writing or side writing. You don't have to be a full-time writer. You just have to want to get joy out of the act of writing. And what have you learned in your years about the business of writing? In other words, you talk about how hard it is to get paid. I think if you're in the arts, you're also in sales, which we don't want to say out loud, but you have your leads 
You have to bring your value prop. Like you have to sell your stuff and consider yourself a business. I wish that I had said, I'm starting a freelance business rather than I'm going freelance because that's what it is. So you're not ready for operations and marketing and sales. And you just get sledgehammered by the reality of like, oh, I got to go sell today, which is like what you have to do. So I'm, I've been in it like two years full time. And I'm just now like, I have a whole SharePoint for my writing business. I am getting serious because I don't want to fail. All right, Ms. Paulette, how can people find you and follow you and hire you most importantly? Yes. So send money to, to, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm on Twitter at Paulette Perhatch. My website is fofundspelledout.com. So ffund.com. And I'm on Instagram at Paulette J. Perhatch, where you can see my bank balances. Just Google me and you'll find me. And I have a lot of different projects. Mostly I want to bring people who want to live creative lives. I want to help them make the creative life happen while I figure it out. That's really the thing. It's like I'm, I'm someone who's traditionally bad with money. I'm getting better with money and want to live that creative life. I love my life. I love my day-to-day that this is my life, um, and I want to make it work. So I want to help other people do it too. Well, we love watching your star rise. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Robbie. There is so much we can all learn from Paulette. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Financial grown-up tip number one, when you are running a business or just the business of your life, Keep your overhead low. Paulette lives in a very expensive city, but she makes it work by keeping those costs down and living anything but large. Her apartment, as she mentioned, is 150 square feet. That's a closet to some people, some very fortunate people, but still some people. She also literally does not pay for things. She's in a buy nothing group. So maybe find a buy nothing group near you. What a great tip. Financial going up tip number two. Integrate your hustle into things you're already doing. Paulette loves to go to concerts and festivals, so she brings her camera and her business cards, and you know what? She makes money even while living her life. Thanks, Paulette. We have our first listener episode coming up very soon in the month of June. If you want to be on the show and have a great money story to share, email us at info at financial grownup and tell us what the story is and what your everyday money tip would be if you were to be chosen. Thank you for being part of our Financial Grown-Up community. If you're enjoying the show, consider leaving a rating or review. And of course, hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Follow me on Twitter at BobbyRebel, on Instagram at BobbyRebel1. And by the way, thanks for the great feedback on our promo videos. If you would like one for you or for your business, share the video when you see them. We'll be making one for whoever shares the most between now and July 1st. You could even see them, by the way, on our new YouTube channel. Just search for Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel and you will find it. And by the way, soon after we taped Paulette's interview, she did finally get paid by her client. So a happy ending there. A quick reminder, Paulette's book, Welcome to the Writer's Life, is available for pre-order. So go get it. I think it's safe to say her story successfully brought us all one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.